Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Say one thing nice about 50 Cent. Uh, sometimes you need loose change. <laughs> hey, yo, bro, look, nah, here's what I'm saying. I mean, let me, let me break it down. If I'm gonna answer it, yo, let's make sense of it. All right, let's just say you left your wallet at home. All right, you in your car, you pull over in LA, you know what I'm saying? It's a parking meter. You open your middle console, you got a dollar. You know that ain't, you can't, it ain't, the parking meter ain't taking a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then you scrape to the bottom, pass the chapstick, pass your earbuds, and then you find a quarter, like, you know, 35 cents. You're gonna be able to stay there for about 15 minutes. So I'm saying, loose change, you need it sometimes, man. We had to fight to get a meal, yeah. Wrongfully accused, we had to fight to get a pills. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know, spite your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam, you gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class, yeah. And my family needed bread, I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed. Yes. The I am athlete parlay. We've been hot, 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 hot. These are guaranteed wins. I'm gonna take Arizona over San Fran. Whoa! It's all about matchups. Understanding who's playing against who. It's a game of chess. Listen to me, be baby. Please say the baby. We can get straight to the business. We're going to crown this king. Understand this, if you're a new customer and you download DraftKings Sportsbook, the app, and use promo code ATHLETE, bet $5, you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. Listen to me, okay? If DraftKings isn't in your city, your state, make sure you understand that you can participate in the daily fantasy contest where people get in big bags, million dollars here, million dollars there. Get in the game, make it rain with DraftKings Sportsbook, the app, promo code ATHLETE. DraftKings.com is the sports book. I Am Athlete is the platform. Parlay, I Am Athlete, all day. Promo code athlete, let's get it. We're gonna start this show off uh, a little different. We call this tea time. (laughs) Tea time is basically a space that we create for us men to get emotional, talking to talk about our feelings. Right. So tea time kind of allows us to dive in, ask messy questions, have some dope conversation, right? Don't spill your tea. Cool? You like tea? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so okay, Everybody cool. like tea. Tea is common, man. Tea cool. I don't know do if we're supposed to toast tea or not. Cheers, tea. 
Salute. Tea time. Yeah. So your agent calls you. You making you up in Calabasas. And they like, yo, gang, we got an opportunity for you, two opportunities, but you gotta choose one. You can do this album and whole a whole collab with this person or star in this movie with this person. Do you choose to do an album, sip your tea, or a movie with 50 Cent? <laughs> and you gotta choose one. Look. Man. <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> he was built that one. Right? He almost built that one. I do. You gotta be in a movie. And break it down for us. What kind of movie? <laughs> do this nigga die in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> if we if we on the opposite sides in the movie, I think the movie is is he abandoned his son. And and I come in. You know what I'm saying? To the baby moms and show her how, you know, real dad is. And then, you know, at first, at first he don't, no, nah, I'm saying at first he don't, you know, he warming up. He don't just call me dad. But the type of parenting and type of fatherhood that I, you know, right. adhere to children, you know what I'm saying? That I put on children, like, it's only a certain amount of time before he going to be calling me, you know, dad. So it's like, me and him, I don't, I don't, I don't really fuck with him because he abandoned his kid, his own child, right. his flesh and blood. You right. know what I'm saying? It's flesh right. and blood. And then, and then I come along and pick up the pieces. Now, he don't owe me nothing, you know what I'm saying? But I got problems with him. Any man that don't want to take care of their own child for any reason, I got a problem with. Tea time. We tea got time. real deep tea, tea time. time. Yeah, get real messy. You said it was a movie, man. What's, What's the name of the movie? Abandonment. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my like, hey, yeah, 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 executive yeah, producer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shot in L.A. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tea time. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Pac, what that, what, what that do right there when you just you know, do, when you just you do that? That look like some high-level London English shit. Did this. Okay, get it right. Say one thing nice about 50 Cent. Uh, sometimes you need loose change. <laughs> hey, yo, bro, look, nah, here's what I'm saying. I mean, let me, let me break it down. If I'm going to answer it, yo, let's make sense of it. All right, let's just say you left your wallet at home. All right? You in your car, you pull over in LA, you know what I'm saying? It's a parking meter. You open your middle console, you got a dollar. You know that ain't, you can't, it ain't, the parking meter ain't taking a dollar. And then you scrape to the bottom, past the chapstick, past your earbuds. And then you find a quarter, like, you know, 35 cent. You're going to be able to stay there for about 15 minutes. So I'm saying, loose change, you need it sometimes, man. Tea time. You know? <laughs> like, for real, though, bro, like, you know, in all seriousness, and I know, you know, y'all's situation is serious. Y'all been going back and forth for years, so I ain't going to discredit that and, and overlook that. That's real. Um, but, like, it was special seeing y'all together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? West Coast, East Coast. And when, you know, 50, how he entered, and then he brought you along. That was, that, that was a special time in, in hip hop. You know what right. I'm saying? So I, I understand the situation, but I definitely want to give both of y'all, y'all flowers and everybody involved because that was a legendary run that I don't know if we yeah, ever yeah, see again. Was, you know what I'm saying? Legendary. 
real. Like it nah. was just, it was too. Especially it when was we needed too it much. out here. We didn't have nothing going on in LA. Nothing. Yeah, so nothing. The, the you know the story is that 50 came in and like wrote the documentary. Like, well, we know that's not true because I have yeah. more classic albums than him. And then, but what he, he did, petty right. he can't help himself. bro, it's not petty. It's a, it, how, how can it be petty if it's a fact? It's a fact. Like, like 50 had, uh, 50 had Get Richard Dottron. We all know that the album, like the magnitude of the album was dope yeah. at that time in hip hop. And he was a force. And then he had, uh, the, I think the second one was like The Massacre or something like that. Yeah. And that was a pretty, that was a pretty decent album. But really, like really on some real hip hop, 50 had one classic album, like right. one, Get Richard Dottron. And amazing. Me, I've had several, like several, and I'm still here right now, putting out an album in what three weeks. Oh, and so, Drillmatic. And so, um, Fifty had his time in rap, and then he did what a real should do and transition. When it was over for him, he went to TV and looked like it's amazing. He got a star on Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? People walk on it, step on it every day, and you know, like that's all cool. I watch BMF. I like Power. Um, the Tommy shit. That was the one where I was like, eh. But um, I like the um, the Isaac Wright joint that was on um, NBC. I think like he does amazing in TV. So just like stay there. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and then as far as the album, just to finish up, because um, I don't want I don't want it to be open ended. Um, he he helped me on the documentary tremendously. And then like you said, like it was a thing. Game and Fifty was like a, a super huge thing. But as far as like my my skill set and what I'm able to do lyrically, like it's no better than that. So right. like just cut all the 50 wrote for game 50 wrote for 50 and did his part and then you you got to know when you a group and you in a studio and you writing you know what i'm saying it's like it's like you when you when you catch an interception right and yeah. you turn the fuck around and you go score that's a personal accolade for you for you but you really doing it for the team the team wins so when we in there and i'm bouncing my lyrics off of you yeah. and and we all in the huddle and i'd be like yo swaggy what you think about if i said you know the palm tree grow higher than the cloud and you're like i fuck with that that don't mean that you wrote yeah, it for yeah, me, right, but yeah. you you get writers credit. So like we was just in there like doing what uh it's a team. we was doing yeah. what the locks would do if they were in the studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or any or bone thugs or anything like that. So it's like I'm not taking I'm not I don't I don't be you know come up and be like yo I wrote this for this and I wrote this for that and I was right here leaning against the wall on getting Richard Die trying. So I need credit for that. It's just like God, you rap, I rap. I'm just a better rapper than you, and that's cool because you're a better TV producer right. than me. Hey, well, let me let me ask y'all a question that people don't normally ask y'all, and I know this y'all show. And it's no, all good. we love what y'all. But ask. when you when you because name names are everything, right? And and I and I, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story, and I'm gonna get back to my point. My point is this: uh, uh, like 40 Glock, right? Yeah. He was going around LA, punk like punkin' rappers and Jamie Foxx will tell you the story. He had uh, you know, not not to on nobody, but he had plies like trapped in the bathroom and like. You know, like literally, wouldn't let them come out, and wanted or wanted them to come out, but had it surrounded. And Jamie Foxx was there, and blah blah blah, and you know, like he was going around. He ran up on Baby and Wayne in, in, a, in, a, in a car in L.A. and tried to punch. And he ran up on the car, like get out the car, right, right. talking to Wayne. And uh, this shit was all happening on you know L.A. L.A. soil. So um, what what happened was, I got I kind of got into it because Wayne and I'm from L.A. and I felt like like nah, you can't press niggas in L.A. like that, right? Um, so I got into it, <laughs> but the name 40 Glock to me in my mind and my heart was like, damn, like I, when I see this, it's, it's going to be up because this will be doing his in. Right. So the name, you know, it was like his name was in lights out here on some, you know, like 40 Glock. Right. 
So when I saw it in real life, my heart was beating. But I had already talked my he already talked it. But he was over there, he seen me, I seen him. And I, I, I pumped myself up. Like kind of if, you know, if I was about to face like D-Mark. <laughs> so I'm rocking, I'm like, I'm like, what happened? We about to, we about to do our Ain't no, ain't no, I couldn't go backwards. Right. Mark, he see me, I see him. So I said, you know what, nigga, fuck it. We about to go over here and get our ass for it. Let's go. So, because it's 40 Glock. Right. Yeah. right? Look at 40 Glock, y'all. So, Look and then this Fox, Jamie Foxx told me a story that had me like, damn. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. I'm saying, fuck it. Yeah. So I go over there, I start approaching him. He started walking away. Yeah. I said, oh, it's up. So you know my shit going like, so, I got it. So this nigga started walking down the driveway and it was like a driveway that went like this and it had high trees. So he was going that way, he couldn't see that I was on this way. I mean, going this way. So when we got to the end of the driveway and we met, I was like, now I'm amped up because he didn't, he tried to make an exit. So I'm like, what's happening, blood? And that nigga took off running, homie. So again, we all know what happens after that. So look, going back, going back. Look at 40 Glock. Look at 40 Glock. The reason I took the camera out. Look at 40 Glock. The reason I took the camera out is because he liked to take the camera out. He liked to pull the camera out and like the bushes. So yeah, throw my shoes and everything. But anyway, that's back then. So the point I'm trying to make is that names. So when you when you coming up to the line of scrimmage, right, and you see it. Pac, when well you see Pac-Man Jones, and you, it's like Pac-Man, like, ooh, like Pac-Man, that's a dope name. Right, right, yeah. Like, I had some who, did, who wasn't even like in football like that, they were always like, oh, I want Pac-Man, his name's Pac-Man, like my, my homies I play Madden with. Right. And they always picked it. I can never get you in a fantasy draft off the name. Yeah, so I'm saying, sure. when you match up with Pac-Man, do you feel like, this Pac-Man? Like, I gotta. 100%, but it's, the, it's also. And do the, you do like this B. Same. Marshall? This yeah, yeah. Five, because like what you said, it's like even that, you know, you know how it is. You go against a regular dude, I ain't gotta do much film study. Yeah. I ain't gotta do much work. I already know what time it is. I'm gonna get busy. But when it comes to Pac-Man and Darrell Reeves of the world, and you know, I had some major betters, the Champ Baileys of the world, and you go on and on and on, yeah. you gotta do extra work. You gotta study. And then when you go out there, those stories as well, like you watch Pac-Man throwing dudes, smacking dudes, <laughs> taking balls to the crib. So. 100%. Same thing verbatim with me. Um, I really didn't like playing against guys that wasn't big names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so, I was so intrigued by me locking this down. And when right. I go back, all my niggas in the hood, I'm like, yeah. damn, why you hell AB the guy? Yeah. 20 Let me tell you, though. Yeah. Let me tell you. And not, not no other football player in the world, but for, for a real hood, I'm talking about niggas that wake up, sip yak, nigga, and make pancakes and turn it into a sandwich with the eggs. For those is out there, Pac-Man Jones is like AI of football. Ooh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Nah, it's like, nah, literally. Like, nah, you just that nigga. Man. Hey, yo, and I, and again, this, this right. gonna sound, right. it's gonna sound crazy, right? Because we all grown and we passed that and we, you know, we on a higher level. Like, when you used to go to, when you used to go to jail and shit, I used to get, <laughs> I used to get, like, happy, man. Like, yeah, look, Pac-Man on some hood shit. No, but I'm, you a hood nigga. So when you do something up, I'll be like, Every time, because it's like you was the you was the hood is like when you when you got drafted when you made it when you caught an interception every hood you know what I'm saying made it to the NFL and it was the same thing with like AI when braided his hair wear baggy clothes like we felt like we all was in the NBA so I got to give you that while we here man we had Gilbert Arenas on the show and and I asked him. Yo, name your top five petty people. He said Kanye, he said Drake, 
He, he said you. Yeah. You agree with that top five? I agree with it. You got a you got a a particular top five of petty? Yeah. What is your top five? That's a, that's a good one. I'm definitely I'm definitely up there. Um, Gil 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 Petty. He Gil. Petty. Yeah. Now nah, Gil Gil Petty. Gil Petty. Um, Gil might be number one. His I petty agree. his petty comes with like like research. Yeah. He go he he, he dig. You know what I'm saying? Right. Fifty got like that petty to where like a few words might be be misspelled on on accident or purpose or whatever, but it's gonna be he gonna say what he wanna say. It's gonna be committed. Right. Now me, my level of petty is like educated. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Cause I'm well spoken. I'm also a hood, and I'm funny. So it's like I'm gonna give it to you. Exactly said 50 was dumb, and he said, you know what I'm saying? You don't misspell words. You don't understand exactly. He said 50 was dumb, and I'm educated. He yeah. <laughs> said 50 will misspell some shit. Hey, me. Hey, but it won't take away from what he has been able to amass. Like, right. I watched the show, shit, yeah. and you know, he had his time in rap, and it was a good time. Like, at one time, like, 50 was that. Jimmy Iovine was like, and maybe it was Dre involved in this conversation too, is like, yo, y'all the Beatles, don't break up the Beatles. That was Jimmy Iovine. No, Dre. Yeah, it was just uh, me and Jimmy Iovine in, uh, in in Jimmy's office with uh, Fifty, and uh, and then we we uh, flew to New York to go squash the beef. And um, yeah, once I got there, it was I don't know, man. I was feeling weird. I felt like I was in like a a controlled environment where like where I was a puppet, and I and I didn't feel comfortable. So that's why when you look at the pictures, I'm a little bit disoriented. And uh, you know everybody else is kind of like happy it's happening, but I wasn't really happy with that. But I did it because I was paid. I, I got paid to do it. I don't be turning down no bags. Eminem, overrated, underrated? I say, I say slightly overrated. Slightly overrated. I think that it was the I think it was the time that he came in. I think he came in with Dre. And whenever you get whenever you get certified by the Black Hand. It helps you out, and then there's a, you know there's a thing called white privilege too, and like it is what it is. Like it ain't you can't. It is what it is. It exists and it helps. Can I push back on you a little you bit? You can do whatever you want right, to do. It's your but show. I'm in LA. You go, we good? No, you man. I'm good. <laughs> good. Man, nah, man. All right, but look, growth, my brother. Growth. <laughs> yeah, you talking about growth? He still, you know, you still out there, boy. He <laughs> talking about growth. Right, you, right, still, right, you still gay, right boy. <laughs> so we, we're talking about Eminem right now, and uh, probably about ten years ago, you was doing an interview. I don't know who you were sitting down with. But you talked about like, look, no rapper want to go against M. You know what I'm saying? You was like, it just don't make sense. So now we're 10 years later, and now, you know, you, you've been really outspoken about your place in hip hop history, or, you know, this whole Eminem conversation. You know, talk to me about like why things have, have changed from that interview from 10 years ago. When I, when you was four years old, did you need help crossing the street? Yeah, 100%. What about when you were 14? Mm, no, I was good. 10 years, a long time. Mm. How I felt back then, I don't feel, I don't feel the same. And the reason I felt like that back then because I was part of a, I was part of a unit and I was part of a family still, still. And again, when I, like, even before I was signed to Aftermath, they put Eminem on a pedestal, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Interscope put the bag behind them. Media 
which is yeah. predominantly run by white people, which is which I'm glad that we have I Am Athletes and a million dollars worth of games and all these different podcasts where we can come down and sit down with people that look like us and talk about real and I know it's going to get out there and what my words are not going to get misconstrued. Now we have this platform, but back then we didn't have that. It was whatever they say goes, this is where the bag is, MTV, y'all better do what we said y'all better do because we gave y'all the money, y'all got the money, right? Yeah, uh, okay, BET, y'all got the money, right? Okay, y'all got the money, okay, uh, uh, whoever, like whatever the media outlet is, they're paid to do it. They're right. still paid to do it. It's called promotion. Companies put the bags behind the biggest artists. You know what I'm saying? So right. if you are, and let's just say Adele, right? If you are Adele, you're getting a bag behind you. Now, so now a, some, a singer that can sing just as good as Adele on the same or a different label might not get the bag behind her. It really breaks down to the politics inside of the building. Mm. And let's just say this girl who can sing just as good as Adele don't want to, and I'm not, this isn't about Adele, but um, let's say this girl doesn't smile at the A&R the way that he thinks he should smile at her. He might kill her whole record. He might go back and tell the record that she don't have no good music. Right. It might never get to the channels. So I'm saying, they made sure that Eminem was gonna be Eminem. Yeah. It didn't matter if you listen to it or I listen to it or you listen to it, they, they were gonna make sure. Yeah. And even if nobody listened to it, they were gonna manipulate the numbers and do and put the bag where it needed to go so that it can be, it can seem the way that it seemed. And I was a fan of that too. I was a fan of Dr. Dre and hi, my name is, that came out of nowhere. I'm not saying that Eminem can't rap and he's not an amazing rapper. All I ever said was this, he's just not better than me. Right. Now, if you, put, if you put 200 million behind Drillmatic, I'm taking home 14, 15 Grammys this year. That's just what it is, it's a system. Right. Right. It's just like the NFL, it's you both, all three of y'all, we all athletes, y'all professional and me, Earl Manigold or something. But, you know for a fact that there's out there in the hood that never made it to the NFL that can run faster That's than right. Pac-Man Jones and they can yeah. catch better than you. Right. But you might have had a bad attitude, cussed out the wrong coach, right. you ain't get the visit because, right. you know what I'm saying? Because this was a safer athlete. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl. The, reason I, the real reason I wasn't on the Super Bowl is because I'm not a safe artist. You don't know what game gonna do when you get up there. So it's just like, he not safe. So they went with the safe artist. How did you, how did you feel about that? I feel like this. I'm gonna put the T down, because I don't even need the T. You know okay, saying? okay. <laughs> For this. I feel like the Super Bowl is in LA, right? Um, it's a Dr. Dre Super Bowl, but it is Jay-Z. Um, but Jay-Z understands the dynamics of yeah. West Coast hip hop very well, right? And I don't think Jay-Z would have had a problem if Dre would have said, we bring in game on the Super Bowl. You had a one, song of classic for it. Number one, outside of myself, outside of myself, I also think like I also think that YG should have been on the Super Bowl. But that's just me. But you're older than YG though. It, it, like, it's not, it's just, it's not that. It's, it's the rules. LA. It's LA, bro. If if yo, if it was a New York Super Bowl, you might have saw Jay-Z. You might have saw Nas. You might have saw Mary J and 5EO Foreign. And Alicia Keys, and you might have saw anybody, because we on the West Coast are the only that have a, this crab in the barrel mentality where we want to keep down or don't do things based on what somebody else might think it looks like. Snoop Dogg was there because Snoop Dogg is safe and he a legend. It's like Snoop. Snoop my he, he my grandmother, yo, my grandmother knows Snoop, and so do my children. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like Snoop is an icon, Dre is an icon. M is an icon, but M is not from LA. 
50 is not from L.A. And I'm not taking away from the fact that they were on the Super Bowl, but L.A. wouldn't have been on a Detroit Super Bowl or a New York Super Bowl. It just wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wouldn't have needed Snoop Dogg on a Super Bowl in New York. And it wouldn't, it, would, I, it wouldn't have been like that. So it's like, if it's in L.A., right? And you, you tell me if I'm wrong. Y'all three real. If it's in L.A. and we're doing a Super Bowl in L.A. and it's Dr. Dre Super Bowl, and all that I've done for this city, and, and I'm not a, I'm, I'm an A-list artist, and I'm still in the streets, ten toes down every day, every single fucking day. I, don't, I ain't walking around. The, I ain't walking here with no security. I don't, I don't move like that. Like I move around LA. You know I move around LA. I'm at the cleaners. I'm at the Trader Joe's in the hood. I'm in the streets. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I'm sitting here talking to y'all today is a miracle to me because I should have died 10 years ago with the type of time I'd be on out in the streets mm. on some real shit. Mm. But there shouldn't have been no LA Super Bowl in LA. The Rams was in the Super Bowl, bro. LA, 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 all around the Super Bowl. And I don't get the call. So how'd you feel? I felt disrespected. I felt disrespected. So the tattoo coming up? You know. I don't know if that's no, a feeling. No, it's, it's, no. Can we Google? Can we Google yeah. if disrespected is a feeling? All right, listen. All right. I, I was hurt by that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I was hurt. Thank by you, that. game. Yo, and let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Snoop didn't do me like that. Kendrick, it's not his Super Bowl. It's not Snoop's Super Bowl. I talked to Snoop about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Snoop was like, you know, cuz, if it was my Super Bowl, cuz, we'd have been in that You know? Right. And that's my, that's my uncle, and I love him to death. I feel like Dre should have called and said, why? I would understand that. Because I talk, I talk to Dre. I talk to Dre often. And I, I just felt like, I just know if I was Dre and he was game, he would have been up there. That's just it. It's L.A. Right. And right. I am L.A. Like, I am L.A. I'm in the streets. Right. And that's it. So yeah, it, it it hurt. Now, am I bothered by it today? I'm not bothered by it today. I felt. What flow you would have done though? Huh? What flow you think you should have done? I felt I could have done anything. I could have done if you was gonna have fifty. We could have did eight of them. We could have did yeah. uh, how we do. I could have did West Side Story. I could have did one block. I could have did anything. Yeah. Anything. If you had to pick one, would you have picked though? Huh? If you had to pick one. I and think how you would have came up? Because fifty came out upside down. How you would have? <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have. I, I definitely would have had ten toes on the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't. What song would you do? You're not gonna rotisserie chicken meat <laughs> up there spinning like spinning like yeah, no pollo loco. <laughs> but hey yo, but let's say let's say this as we talk about no. feelings. I feel that it was an amazing Super Bowl and it was a win for our culture as a whole. Right. I just felt like if it was gonna be in LA, like, like you know, right. Look, but look, look, just so, just so it's not, it's not open-ended, the M, the M thing, money, power, media can make you believe anybody is great. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, M is uh, an outstanding rapper. I'm just better. Yeah. We got one, <laughs> one more question on Tea Time. Best man in your wedding, Kanye or Dr. Dre? Oh, man, that's crazy. Best man in my wedding? Best man in my wedding, Dr. Dre. Because mm. again, like, it's like we said earlier, it's, it's between me and him. And I'm pretty sure that one day we're going to have a, we're going we gonna to sit down and I'm going to be able to talk to him about how I felt about that. And he's going to be able to display uh, whatever it is that he want to display. And uh, yeah, that'll be it. I respect that. Good tea. Good tea. <laughs> good tea. Yeah, give us some good tea. <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> I mean, all your, your, your legendary battles, bro. Um, and, and one, I'm thankful that you're here. And please, like I, I get it, but please move. Like you, the, you, you the game, bro. We gotta get security. Get security. Like we need you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're an OG. You know what I'm saying? So you're able to. You, I truly believe to reach the youth, you gotta. You gotta speak their language. You gotta have, have gone through what they have gone through, what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? So you've been through everything. You know, not only in, in, in the streets and music, but also sports. Like, you, you, you got that ability, so do what you got to do. You said Kanye did more to, for you in the last two weeks than Dre done did for you in the last, yeah. what, couple years? But see, let, Elaborate first, on that. First, let's talk about why, why that's funny to you. Because I feel like, from, out, you know from you, an outside looking in, because I know you. Right. When I said that, I meant it. And the reason that I said it, the way that I said it, it, it just came out like that. And then the whoever, anybody that heard it was able to watch that uh, that podcast just took it away, you know, took it at face value for what I said without me being able to truly understand what I meant. Um, at that time, Kanye had put me in a room with Elon Musk mm -hmm. and put me in a room with a few other, Damn. you know, people, you know, that really make in the world and really got money and I was able to forge some friendships and some contacts that yes priceless right, right. and it wasn't so it wasn't really on Dre it's it just like billionaire mindset again I don't even with Jimmy Iovine and Dre and back in the day those rooms that that 50 and and uh Eminem were allowed to walk in I never got the invite again like the Super Bowl I, I could have met anybody this is the opportunities that Hove gave me gave Meek Mill Put the position that Hove put Meek Mill and Yo Gotti in by affiliating himself mm -hmm. with those younger artists has Meek in there with Robert Kraft and doing all these great things for Philly and doing all that. When when it when it comes to me, it's always leave me out of the room and the conversation. So yeah, you would never say I'm better than Eminem because they are not putting me in the places where my talents can be. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and can be magnified. Yeah, and, and that's why you know I've always respected you. Too, because like your classic battles with Eminem, 50 Cent, Jimmy, all of them, you always kept Dre right here. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time people was like, damn, like you never did that. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why it took everybody, you know, back, right? Like, and since we on since we on here and you asked and we talking about feelings and tea and you know, and we really unpacked. On a, on a real on a real man level, like you said, that shit me. So yeah. I said what I said, and I felt how I felt, and I'm gonna stand on it until we sit in this, until we sit in the room and we talk about it. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only thirty dollars at Nordstrom Rack: fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You got to talk to me one day. Yeah, I love that. Well, y'all handle your business. Drillmatic, bro. Yeah. Why? Why? What's the, what, the name? Drillmatic. And then, okay, you, okay, I'm better than Eminem, and et cetera, et cetera. What, what, what should we expect with Drillmatic? You know, yeah. is this... Is this going to be the one? Is this going to put you solidify your position in hip hop history? So, like what are we talking about? My 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 place in hip hop history, like can yeah, erase me for what I did. I, and then so many I've helped so many people um in the in the early stages of their careers that like I'm like I'm really that I just Where do you see yourself though, ranking wise in out of like all the rappers? Like they got Jay, they got Kanye or I stop judging. I stop judging. Is off. Are you like, like top twenty? I'm definitely top twenty. Like I'm definitely top twenty. I got too many rappers that I love that are in the top ten to put myself yeah. in the top ten. I could just run them down so you can understand why. I like, and this is no particular order. I like Biggie, Pac, Jay, Nas. Mm -hmm. That's four. Andre three thousand. Eminem mm -hmm. will be in my top ten. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, just because of what he's done, or and it don't matter who put what behind him. Like he right. he. He did it, and he had to rap to get there still. Um, there's M um, and Ice Cube, Snoop. Um, I like Kendrick in my top 10. I like mm. Kendrick because I, I, I watched it happen. Mm. But you kind of, you kind of, like, I wouldn't say discovered, I mean, Nipsey and Kendrick. Like, I, I'm not, somebody, God discovered this. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I helped them in a time where it needed a little help or needed a little push. Is that why you get so pissed off with this situation with like Dre? Because it's like yeah, your he, heart, like, because I, I, I fall it. If I'm he, being he real, brother let, me be, let me tell you something. I, yeah. I, I struggle with that too because like I'm always trying to give back. I'm trying to pull somebody as I go up the ladder, and when when that ain't reciprocated, I get pissed off, bro. Yeah, yeah is look, that everything. is that is that like the uh, root of it for you? you? Here's what I know. What I do know is that. Um, when, when Kendrick is coming up, he had Top Dog, and Top Dog really, really believed in Kendrick, and like really, you know what I'm saying? Like damn near father and son type, you know what I'm saying? On, on that, that level as far as Top Dog ENT is concerned. What I'm saying is that when he needed Chuck to do anything for Top Dog or J-Rock or Kendrick, it was absolutely yes. I'm saying um, when I met Nip, the first, first time Nip was selling incense, like really, he was just hustling, Nipsey Hustle. And then the second time um, I met him, like he had a CD. And he gave me the CD. I asked him what his number on the back. He said, yeah. He told me like, please don't throw this fuck out the window. Like, listen to it. I listened to it. That was hard as fuck. And I went to the radio station and told them that Nip was that. And I also brought Nip to the studio. We did like three songs. And one he ended up using, the LA Classic was Day Roll. Yeah, and every time yeah. Nip needed me, I was right there. I took Nip and Kendrick, and I took Nip and J-Rock on tour. Kendrick at this time was J-Rock's hype man. 
And when I saw what Kendrick was doing on as, as J-Rock Hype Man, I, asked, I pulled Top Dog to the side. I said, like, let me get, you know what I'm saying? Let me get Kendrick. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me get Kendrick. He's like, nah, nah, he's special. And I'm like, yeah, I, he is. And so I, I told him good luck. I knew where they was going. And so I did what I was supposed to do as a real but. I, if I didn't help Kendrick, Kendrick was, was going to help himself. He already had Top Dog that was pushing it on some old Birdman and Slim type of, you know what I'm saying? I'm that type. But um, Kendrick was coming, and so was Nipsey, because when he got that much poise and passion about himself and his craft and what he do, you're not going to be able to stop Pac-Man Jones from getting to the NFL. Right. You weren't, you weren't in that legendary picture with Madonna, A.B., Floyd. You wasn't. No, I wasn't there. Oh, they I was there. I didn't take the picture. Why you ain't take the picture? I had, I was moving. I was with, I went to, I went to Delilah's with Ye. Once I seen Madonna and Floyd and, 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 you know, they was doing their thing, I was like, you know, this ain't really for me. I went back to the studio. What you mean? Like, I don't really, like, I'm working on my album. So I was right. with Ye. Ye was like, meet me up there. So when I got there, like, I was 10 minutes behind. Ye and, uh, Ye pulled up with, uh, ASAP Rocky. They left in a, uh, Cherokee. Um, and then I pulled up behind it in my G-Wagon like five minutes later because I got 30 people with me, you know what I'm saying? And half women, so you don't think I'm coming like, you know, Pac-Man will come to the club. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, I pull up at Delilah's and uh, we go in there and they don't really got a place for all my people. And, and Ye and Madonna was already sitting down and, and Floyd and them was in there. And so I didn't really feel like that it was room yeah, for uh, us. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to intrude, so I went back to the studio. Hey, bet. All right. I, I mean, AB got a chance. I, I, like for me, it's like, you know, and I had, had this this little short conversation with him when he was on the show. I just like wish, hope, and it, and it seems like he's making some of the right moves. Like how you parlay this into a whole career. Like he in a moment, you know, if you listen to the joint with with uh, Thugger, and you know, he got so he, he got a nice little album. He got a chance, cause I, you know, right now it's about entertainment. You know what I'm saying? And branding. You know, how are you going to take this 8 million followers and parlay this into a nice entertainment right. career? Let me ask you a question. When you say, like, and, and I've been trying to get all my friends to stop doing this, unless it's honest. Right. When you say he have a nice little album, what makes you say little? <laughs> oh, that's Cause, a good cause, question. Look, let me tell you that's why. Because my homies be like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stop by your little party. Yeah. But we are, we on five acres with the whole backyard with a with a right. with a it's a festival in the backyard. Right, it's right. Not a, it's not a little party. Right. So I'm saying, why do we right as black people? Because it's, it's really a black thing. Yeah. We always call somebody shit little. Right. Just is it is it actually a little album or no? I like that. So safe space. I stand corrected. So I want to change and, it to there you go. Just what it is or go big. All right. There you go. Go there big. Go. Big album. <laughs> that was a big boy move. I've, I've listened to it three I, I, times. I stand corrected. It was a big Damn. boy move. But think about that. I ain't heard AB album yet. Right, right. I ain't heard AB album yet, but yeah, I did. I, I, did. I actually purchased Shaq's album and it went, it went platinum. Like, hey, oh yeah, Shaq yeah, album did yeah, go platinum. It was. Yeah. I ain't gonna get into it because I don't listen to no that beef. album. I heard it. it, was, it was, I was at the music. Right. I was at the Grammy too. Bro, when he was playing for uh, the Orlando Magic, I went to the dang on one of the music videos. Yeah, yeah like Yo, I was there. Yeah, Shaq went platinum and won a, you know what I'm saying? Won some awards with that, man. Yeah, I, that's that's a good that's a good that's a good little conversation right there. Yeah, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Dame Dame is nice. Dame be kicking it. Yeah, but this album, AB. He did his thing. Dame lyrically sound better, but the songs and the producers Correct. that AB was working with 
put the songs together. Put an album together. Like he been doing this for right, but, but it's kind of like what you said. That's what they should. That's what producers should do. The money they should produce. Yeah, that's what we were yeah. talking about. We talking about he got the bag behind right. him. So hey, we can make this look like yeah. a poster. Nah, so uh, a drillmatic. Yeah. You know, nah, this this album, bro. I put this is the first album besides the Doctor's Advocate, which was my second album, that I really, 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 really gave a fuck about the process from beginning to end. So when you hear Dramatic, I mean you, 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 and anybody that's watching this, anybody that hears Dramatic, when you listen to it, you're gonna get quality rap music. I guarantee you. And I guarantee you it's gonna be the best rap album that you've heard in a very, very long time because I put everything that I am into this album. And I even made sure that I got everything on it that I wanted to get on it that was the top dog of this generation, basically, mm -hmm. um, outside of uh, Lil Baby, because he was moving around. Um, but yeah, man, like, I got, the features are there, but they, they're in the right place. You can't, you can't tell us yet? Nah, man. What's it's up with y'all, like, how y'all pick the date, and then why y'all y'all be so secretive around like who? Because I want you when you listen to you it. You want us to be like when you listening to it. I, I don't want you to be expecting this person to do this. Yeah. I just want you to listen to it and wholeheartedly be. It's real I want it to be a surprise party for you. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. When you don't know that your whole family in the house. Okay, so so set the mood for us, right? Like you know, some albums I need to I need to pull out the old school. Some yeah. albums. I may slide, pull out the, the bins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some albums, I may be sitting at the crib with, with the lady. You know, so how we should how should we consume this album? You understand? You know this, what I'm saying? The vibe. Album, Give us the vibe. This album is, is gonna be best consumed on your own, by yourself, on a day where the sun ain't really piercing through the clouds like it need to be. Just you. On one of them days, man, them, them days where it's just a mellow day and things seem perfect, but they not perfect because the aesthetics seem dull. That's what this album is, man. It's a it's 30 songs on this album. Uh, it ain't, you not going, oh, hey, yo, check me. Look. Do, do people know that? If we breaking news, yeah, that's yeah, 30? Yeah. 30? No, nah, they know, they know. They know 30? It ain't, it ain't, you not going to skip one. 30? 30. Hey, it ain't no skips. No skips? Not one. You got my number? You got my number. They got flower emojis, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, I'm going to give you your flowers, but 30 no skip? 30 no 30 skip. No skip. Has 30. that ever been done before? 30. And, 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 yo, well, is this a double album? This is not. It's just one album. Wow. Is this it? Did you put out 30? Is this retirement? You nah, said I'm retired. Yeah, I remember you said This is just, this is what I think, this is what I think hip-hop fans deserve from every artist. What, when you said this is real rap, like, what does that mean? Like, the, the, when you put the it's, description this is around the, that. This is the realest form of, of rap music that you are gonna get from a artist in 2022. Bro, bro, this sound like a, a farewell, bro. Nah, man. You 42, 40, 42, 43. I'm 42. You 42. Yeah. You put out 30, 30 jams, bro. Like that sound like, okay, I'm I'm here, here's my art. Yeah. Like I'm but my last, my last album was a few years ago. So I like I wanted to make sure that my fans had everything they needed. And I I was only gonna put 19 on the album, but I kept recording. And so I started to fall in love with more music. And I was like, if I make a song that can take another song off the album, I'll just replace it. But everything was so phenomenal, you know what I'm saying? And there's no limits because I create 
like I own all my shit now. So it's like I'm gonna give my fans and hip hop as a whole, all hip hop fans and all genres, an album that is just undeniably classic. You got hold on it here. Nah, I don't got hold on it. And I that would, yo, I can't and, and wait to hear it. that would, and that would have been amazing. But this you album, put your passion in there. This right. album is so crazy; it don't, it don't need hove on it. Right. It just, it just doesn't. Right. And that would be amazing, but it, it don't, it don't need that. How, how does an artist? How does a, a, a rapper retire? Retire. Does a rapper, yeah, ever retire? As an athlete, we know when, or, or they tell us when to hang them up. You, you meet an untimely demise, or fans hang you up. That's it. It's two ways. The lyric law. What you feel about this, man? That's it's real bullshit. That's lyric law. The lyric law is them able to use your your rap lyrics oh, in your in yeah, your yeah. trial and and use that to like pack you up on some Rico. Uh, what I'm saying and is they, they don't. That's what they doing right when, now. When 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Terminator and he's shooting and killing, you don't go take the movie Terminator one through three and go take that to his trial and like say that he's a robot machine killer. Like man, like. A lot of these rappers, and I'm not saying Thug and Gunnar are, but a lot of these rappers these days are capping and doing what's culturally appropriate <laughs> for the rap median today. And so that should not be used against these kids in court. That's just trash. And it is a system set up, I mean, it's a system made for all African-American artists to, number one, fall, for your masters to fall in the hands of Massa, and for us to be fighting back for what we own, uh, rightfully so. So again, that's, I don't support that, and I think there needs to be a law passed in Congress where that cannot be used in these trials because it's rendering black men helpless, and I don't like it at all. How's your kid life being a dad? You know what I mean? Man, that is uh, that's a it's an amazing process, man, to watch a child being born, watch him grow, and then turn into a man. My oldest is uh. 19 at the, you know, he going to college now, which is crazy because that's the baby from the documentary. He was only, set, he was eight months on that cover. Hmm. Um, so it just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, nah, it's crazy to watch your child become a man because uh, it, and, and your fatherhood kicks into overtime. Um, everybody's been to overtime, you know what I'm saying? All y'all professional athletes. Um, fatherhood kicks into overtime when your child becomes 18 and you have to then Overparent because of the world that you live in and the state that it's in. Look what's going on, man. This world is shitty. It's so much shit happening to all races and all creeds and all people that you got to go overtime in tutoring your children and being, uh, you know, a teacher, man. Because it's so much to watch out for, man. The internet being one, um, hateful people, racism being the craziest that I've ever seen in my life, um, because of all the different forms and facets it comes in. Um, it's just, look at the Buffalo, that was terrible. The Uvalde uh, shooting, terrible, man. But it doesn't erase the ones before, it's just like, damn, still? Right, and what do we right, do now? Right. Well, we, we, let's go march, let's go put on our black shirts and stomp the street. Like, nah, man, we, it's, it's, something else gotta break, man. Cause all the protesting and all the uh, Black Lives Matter and all this and all that, it's not working, man. Cause people still, over people and I don't like it one bit so again my parenting is in overtime like mine's got to make it and if they don't I'm gonna rain hell because they they all I got every day every day I got three children that go in three different directions and I'm I'm, I'm putting faith into the world and yep. teachers and schools to make sure that they get back home safe to me and that's a the process that's to have to real, go man. through day in and day out as a parent 
So in, in, in sports, we have agents. You know what I mean? When we want out of our contract, we call our agent. Hey, hey, Peter, I need you to work, go in here. Tell these folks I want $10 million a year. If they can't do it, release me. I want to go somewhere else. Um, you did the Rick James when you wanted out your country. <laughs> I mean, up on the table, like, hey, do this the right way, or yeah, man, I'm finna get out of here. This this is way too many albums. So, so tell us about it, man. How, you tell us um, about what happened. And I for, just and for me, that, that that's an important topic because like when you talk about it, you never talk about the room, right? You know, like I really want to take us into the room. All right. Well, basically, man, I was just uh, I was unhappy, and I felt like after my first album at Interscope, because of my, you know, the, all the turmoil and because of the beef with, uh, you know, when, I, when you beef with 50, at that time, 50 was tied to Eminem. Eminem is Dre. Dre is Jimmy Iovine, and so it's a whole family right here, and you're on the outside looking in now yeah. because I decided to not be a bitch, basically. Um, I could have not said about nothing. I could have said something different on Phone Flex that day and right now be worth probably 100 more million, 200 more million than I am. But I, I'm not able to sleep at night if I don't walk in my truth. So um, I, I spent the rest of the four albums, my next four albums on the outside looking in. Like, this would just give me enough money to finish my album. I couldn't even shoot all the videos I wanted to shoot because they would tell me my budget ran out or this or that. And I know what that is. That was inside hate from the powers that be who wanted to keep me down. You know what I'm saying? It didn't want me to surpass. And it's like I couldn't ever understand that because Dr. Dre didn't care if Eminem was bigger than Dr. Dre or if he ever grew to that. M didn't care if 50 was bigger than Eminem. But when it came to me, 50 didn't want, he didn't, he didn't want anybody in the group to be bigger than him. And I caught that on, I caught that light early and I wasn't with that. I wanted to be the biggest rapper in the world. And I knew that I had the talent and I knew that I had the skill and I really didn't want to die in the hood. So I was giving it my all. I wanted to be successful and was trying to keep me from being successful. So I spoke out. Once I spoke out about it, it's pushed me, it left me to the side. I wasn't getting no, you know, love from Dr. Dre like I was getting, um, you know, on the documentary. Um, I wouldn't get the building. When I walked in the building, building got quiet. Just be typing and, and talking. <laughs> I walk in and get, everybody get quiet. Right. So it's like after I dealt with it for three albums, and that's why, you know, uh, sometimes you didn't feel my passion in my albums, bro, because I was in that with no, I couldn't say. And the internet wasn't as big back then. So yeah. you couldn't run to the internet and say some shit on your live. Wasn't no live. Wasn't right. no Instagram, yeah. none of that. Wasn't even Twitter. So I'm saying, I had to deal with it emotionally. Contemplated suicide. Um, you know, like, went, went off on family members. Broke up with, you know, potential soulmates. Just going through a up time as a young black man in music. And I felt alone. So it's like, once I, once I went through hell, and I made it out the fire and I patted myself out and I ain't had no third degree burns. I was like, oh, oh, we stronger than ever. So I was like, yeah, it's time to get out this contract. Um, Birdman was offering me, you know, uh, like five million or something to come over to uh, cash money. He was gonna take the blood money, cash money thing and do that. He was like, I'm ready, nephew. You just gotta get out your album. I mean, get out your deal. When the Birdman told me that, I was like, you mean I could be signed to Birdman? Like, I mean, I'm still a hood. 
So at right, the end of right. the day, cash money is army, better yet a navy. Like, yeah, that right. was a dream of mine too. Yeah. I wanted to be signed everything. I wanted to be signed to Rockefeller, uh, yeah. uh, Rough Riders, cash money. <laughs> rappers that was athletes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Athletes that was rappers. Like you wanted to be a part of them, you know, them big, them big franchises. So when that Birdman was like, yo, you gotta take you over here if they don't appreciate you, I was like, look, it's time to go figure this contract <laughs> out. So, you know, I went up to Interscope and um I sat down with uh with uh Steve Berman and um he was saying how much, how many more albums I owed, and that um, it was gonna be hard to get out the con, uh, the you know, the contract. And I just kind of told him like, you know, I got, I got kids, bro, and I'm not walking out of here signing Interscope. I'm just not walking out of here signing Interscope. Hmm. And neither are you. There you go. Big boy conversation. And that is not, you know, kids don't try this at home. But I was real passionate about being independent and making my own decisions. And I, I told I told Berman, I gave y'all everything that I am. I know how much money y'all made and I don't even care. I'm not even looking for it. I'm still a that ain't went and did forensic checks on Interscope and all the albums. I said, I ain't did that. And I don't even really give a about that. Like I get to the bag and I'm a hustler. But um, on that day I went out that contract and I walked straight up out that motherfucker as an independent artist. Right. And again, I don't recommend nobody else doing that. That's my story. It's part of who I am. And I'm not even proud of that. But at the end of the day, it is why I'm here and it is why I feel as good as I do waking up looking in the mirror at the man that I see and yes, I can sir. be like, my and then the mirror be like, at the same time. And so we here. And Ball, my agent back in the day, I, I had some struggles. My agent used to tell me, you know, B, you ain't got your money yet. I need to teach you how to be more diplomatic to the upcoming artists and athletes listening to this show, um, what type of advice do you give them to be in true, staying true to themselves, but also understanding the business? All upcoming athletes, and I'm talking to the kid in 10th grade right now who could throw a football out the field, out, out of the school. And an athlete, and, a, and a, you know, you got a kid out there somewhere, man, jumping higher than LeBron is stronger than LeBron and Zion somewhere coming up. And you got a rapper out there who writing his first rap, right? And you got an R&B singer and somebody that played the piano as good as Elton John played the piano. And, and, and they really, really passionate about making it. Man, do the business first. Stop, man. Get off the piano and go study the business side first of whatever it is that you want to do so that way your talents can match your wit and that when you walk into these buildings man and you start talking you know the way that you need to talk you get what you deserve it's the, the difference between that the difference between you getting what you deserve deserve and which and you not getting what you deserve is a they know the law getting pulled over by the police and the nigga just rolled his window down and say why the fuck you pulling me over and get all aggressive and get itself shot but me, I know that I don't got to get out of my car. I know that all my, all my is legit. You know what I'm saying? I know that I got insurance. I know where my paper's at, and I know the law. So, no, I will not get out the car. And what are you pulling me over for? And I know, like, you know, all sections of the law now, but I'm a grown man. I wish that I knew back in the day, and I wouldn't have had some of the encounters and some of the situations and had to hurdle some of the things that I had to hurdle. So I'm, I'm telling everybody of all, I don't care what you're doing. The business side comes first. Stop what you're doing. Understand the business side 100%, and then start, and then kick, kick, kick your shit off. Language. That's what yeah. it is. It's really language, right? Yeah. Like business is language. If we speak the same language, we can sit at the table together. So that's a 
Yeah. Yeah, and you, you got to be able to play the game, basically, what he tell me. You know what I mean? Um, Brandon had a good agent, though. Brandon don't play for cheap. That's one thing I can tell you about him. <laughs> <laughs> His agent? Hey, B, B know how to get the money out of a squirrel. That boy, I'm talking about every year. I'm like, man, this still getting paid 10, 12 a year. Right, right. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, it's just principle. It's just like, you know, with Aaron Donald, we had Aaron Donald on the show. Yeah. It's just like, yo, I know my value. I know my worth. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and he had to teach me how to be diplomatic with it. And I'm still going through those same challenges as a black man running a media company. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had networks say, well, where's his agent? You know, we want to talk to him. Like, no, I'm the CEO founder exactly. of this. What you mean? So we still playing it, and I made some mistakes, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm in a better position because of our football career. Lakers, you're a big Lakers fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Lakers fan, man. Uh, bigger fan of Kobe than uh, anybody. Of course, I grew up with Mike. Uh, Michael Jordan, which is, this is crazy, one of, the, one of the reasons that I am a blood is because my favorite team was the Bulls, and like, I just would not take the red, I would not take my Bulls jersey off for nobody. And so I grew up in a crip neighborhood in the, in the early stages of my childhood. And I can remember white boy T and Leonis, who probably gonna watch this and be like, yeah, cuz, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> them know, like I would not take my Bulls jersey off. And so I had to go across the tracks to where they wear their Bulls jersey all day. And so, uh, you know, that's what it was. So I ended up being a blood, just, yeah, that's Jordan's fault. You know? Speaking of Lakers. Or the Bulls, I don't know who you want to blame over there. Speaking of Lakers. <laughs> But Lakers, that's my team, man. Kobe, my guy. Everybody is saying this. Uh, uh, the point got uh, Russell Russell Westbrook fault. Right. How do you fix the Lakers right now? Um, how, you gotta. How do you fix the Lakers right now, man? You gotta. It's like this, man. Too, you you know that too many superstars on one team. It's like it's only one basketball. You know what I'm saying? And so if the superstar is LeBron and you got AD, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to bring Wes there. I don't think you need to bring uh, Russ there because Russ is his own superstar. And so Russ needs to get with maybe another one big superstar. But it don't need to be five on the same right. team. Like, Melo is coming off the bench. I don't never think Carmelo should come off nobody's right. bench as long as right. he's on the court. Because <laughs> right. Melo can give you 20, 30, 40, whatever he feel like. By far one of the Russ best. needs the ball for, what, what is it, 48 minutes? Russ, Russ, gotta, Russ need the ball for 38. I think they just gotta be healthy. Yeah, it, it ain't even that. It's just the it's one basketball. You need you need role players too. You know what I'm saying? And not to I'm not saying that yeah. you are not an amazing basketball player, well, but you if 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 I'm Michael Jordan, I need like Swaggy yeah. P. You know what I'm saying? I don't need Charles Barkley at the two and Elijah Wan at the five and Patrick Ewan playing power forward. And we're going to lose because these, these guys like uh, Caldwell Pope and, and, you know, Monk yeah. and these guys, these, 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 that, these Jordan Pools, right. like these guys got to yeah. get the rock because these are guys like Steve Kerr and John Paxson that can make amazing shit happen that don't have a shoe deal. Right. Mm. That's the Lakers problem. I love it. You're the GM. You're going to be... We're going to sign you as a GM. G-A-M-E, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to go back to end the show this way. You know, you, you flew through, you know, this, 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 this sound bite. You said during, this, during, during that time when you were going back and forth with Interscope, you know, you contemplated suicide. Um, talk a little bit about that. 
So suicide, I understand it. I understand it to be exactly what it is, right? Suicide is taking your own life, right? Or in layman's terms, you could be committing suicide if you do something that is going to be career ending or something like that, depending on what your right. what genre of life we're talking about. But suicide as itself is a very, very, the thought process is a disease. Um, how to overcome that is to empower yourself. See, a lot of people who are struggling with their mental health and, and their capacity to understand that the love is love comes from within, it starts with you, don't have people around them to tell them th these things. So that's why I'm glad that you touched on this because people that commit suicide are looked upon as weak, weak, yep. weak people, right? because they want to immediately do away with life as we know it. And all of the things that we have put value in, we don't want to commit suicide because our car and our woman and you know our family or, or our shoe collection, like, ah, if I kill myself, I'm a, my chains, like who gonna get that? Like people that kill themselves are the strongest people on the planet. Mm. Because do you know how much courage and strength it takes to Remove yourself from the earth yourself. You think that? The, yeah, I think that. I, I, I don't think that. You, you got to understand the reverse. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I, oh, I, don't know if I feel the same, I, same way. That's making And the only reason hey, what I'm saying is, well, well, I'll let you finish. Go, go ahead. ahead. You can finish. Here, here if, if I gave you a gun right now, you got to think about that. If I gave you a gun right now and told you to shoot yourself That's or shoot anything. Shoot I'm anything. Shoot anything you tell me. Shoot before I shoot myself. Yeah, but it, here's the thing: to shoot yourself, you have to be strongest to to bypass all of the thoughts that it takes to keep yourself here. You have to get. You have to. You know how much, man. Look, man. I know what you're trying. To you know say. how much shit that you got to think about mm -hmm. before you finally get to that act. How many days that you've had to endure that pain on that level? We ain't went through that pain. And the reason why you can't relate, and I can't really relate, see, I understand it because I study it, but the reason you probably can't relate because you haven't went through those days. You know what I'm saying? You probably felt like at one point or a time, like you probably thought about it, like, damn, man, I was, this is a f***ed up day. I, ah, what if I kill myself? What if? It's just a thought. But it's people really out there. Every single day they wake up as their last day on earth. You're not with them. You're not inside them. Those emotions, to battle that, to get to the final f***ing day, you got to be the strongest on earth to get there. Well, and I'm telling you that. Well, I respect your opinion, you know, and, 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 and for me. And that's all it is, is, is an opinion. Right. I mean, for me, I think the strongest is someone who fights those thoughts yeah. and actually overcomes it. I think there's two populations. I think there's people who fight those, 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 uh, those thoughts yeah. for a lifetime right. and then, you know, finally succumb to that. Um, but well, I also think be. I also think there's a population of folks that's like, life is tough, and it's like I'm gonna take my life. I think that's a bigger population than those folks who fight those thoughts every single day for a lifetime. I say that that I say I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong or any of us. What I say is that I appreciate life in all facets because I have amassed a, 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 a smooth fortune. Um, I have children to live for, and so it's not about me. But if, but am I strong enough or weak enough to commit suicide on after going through 
that I've went through, I, I think I'm both. I'm strong and I'm weak. Um, and in that is human. And so we'll never have the answers because we can't dig somebody out of the, the, grave, the grave that committed suicide and ask them. And so all we can do is research. But then we're the things that we're researching are only human opinion, too, and human research, too. And so even a person that studies suicide every single day of their life still hasn't committed suicide to really understand it. All I know is that we, the world as a whole, needs a lot more love than we've given each other, and that will save a lot more lives. And so you have people like me and you who are fighting different things. We're all fighting different things on certain days. You know when you get in your car, when you get alone, or when you go hoop and you're getting up shots and you need to blow some steam off, we all go through those days. And so we're fighting to stay alive. Other people don't have the same values as us. We're not all the same individuals. So I think that this, even though we're wrapping up now, this is a conversation that I would love to talk to y'all y'all for about again. And maybe we have to do a part two about mental health of any race and of all capacities so that we can really, really dig. And, and what I'll do is I'll dare me to go do my homework on as much suicide prevention and as much suicide assist and as much suicide conversation. And I dare all y'all to do the same thing so that we are prepared to really unpack shit and have a real conversation on how to save lives, how to preserve lives, and how to appreciate each other. People don't complete their suicide right, right. mission. That's, what's yeah. that's a lot of people that don't complete it. Like they try yeah, to true. But they don't really go all the way through. I'm one. Yeah. I had some dark. Hey, I've had some. I've had some dark days. Right. Dark days. Right. You're looking at a person who who is who doesn't have a father because you know he died of a heart attack. I got two dead dead siblings. I've been shot. I've lost countless homies. I've been to so many funerals that I contemplate if I want to go to my mother's. I'm tired. I'm just tired of getting dressed and going to see people in a box. That is psychological warfare with myself. I'm starting to get to a point where I just need to retain a picture or a memory because it, it, the process of having to go to a funeral, it drains you for, for however long until you work yourself back up to feel good. So anyway, man, I love y'all. And I, I think that the world as a whole needs more love. And we don't, we don't all got the answer, Sway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but I'm down to do more research, yeah. educate myself, and appreciate all facets of life and people to make us all better. Yeah, but thank you for you know opening up and 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 creating a space that you know mean right. by telling your story, creating a space for us to have this conversation because there's people the going through this, and the goal is to tell them like what you said. You know there there is more life. We do need more love and continue to fight. It ain't because we all going through it. Let's start the conversation. And so, yeah, and so anybody that is contemplating suicide, thinking about suicide, I take you know when I just said you have to be a strong person to act on it, I want you to reverse that and be strong this way. Be strong back the way towards life. Right. Because I, if I see you, you if I see you, I'm, I love you. And I'm giving you a hug. And I'm not saying every human on earth, because some days I don't be feeling like hugging. But for the most part, I just exude love and positive energy. And it goes back to how we started this conversation when I said I don't wake up with any malicious intentions on any other human beings. And that makes me a good person, if only for me. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach that, I'm gonna say that, and I'm gonna scream that, and I'm gonna tell all four of y'all and everybody in this room that I love y'all. We are all different. It's some different biracial people in here, one race people in here, white people in here, black people in here, Muslims in here. I love everybody, and I want everybody to have a good day, and I'm going to do my research because the next time that we talk, when we are having, when I'm having a debate with my brother, your 
Better, you better, all you can, your, your fireball better right, right. be like mine. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, well, th this, is, this is how we gonna really end it. I, the album, I know you've been putting a lot into it, 30 damn songs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you and call you like, bro, I ain't skip none. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. I skip one, I skip two, or I'm Let gonna give you my honest. honest feedback. Be honest. I'm gonna be honest, okay? After that, I know what you thinking as far as in this space, content space. <laughs> so when you, when you launch, can't wait till you launch your own show, your own podcast, whatever you, whatever format you want to yeah. put it in. Who's gonna be your first? Who's gonna be your, for your first uh, 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 guest, right? Uh, maybe Pac-Man. Yeah. Ah, he thought yeah, he was saying I'm the no, I, I, no, I'm talking about anyone we'll in the there. world. That's that's cool. <laughs> I, I know like, what you want. I, I, know, like, I know what type of space you're trying yeah. to create. We ain't gonna talk about nah, it too we much. Nah, we here. We here, and I I, I, I like it to be Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Mm. You smell me? <laughs> Dope. That's good. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah. Wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team. He got to eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.